and welcome to Shamrock Foods Kitchen Conversations, where we talk to Shamrock partners and industry experts just like you about how they approach the hospitality business, stay on top of trends, and manage a successful business. I'm Jeff Piven with Shamrock Foods. Today, Chef Ravi Estrada from our New Mexico branch of Shamrock Foods is here with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Glad to hear it, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to talk about this concept of speed scratch. Um, but first, let's. Uh, I know you have a storied history uh, in, in this industry. Why don't you tell us how you got into the business and give us some of your background? Oh, sure. Yes. I, uh, you know, right out of high school, I really didn't have a plan on becoming a chef. Uh, my mother was kind of one of those support systems that really kind of geared me to become a chef. She's like, well, why don't you become a chef? And I, I kind of looked into it and it looked interesting. I never worked in a kitchen in my life, so I didn't know a whole lot about how the whole dynamics works, but decided to uh, take a job uh, up in Los Alamos. I was a dishwasher at the labs. Uh, Worked there for about the summer, uh, washing dishes, and decided, you know, this is something I can do. About three or four months later, I jumped into a local uh, steak and seafood restaurant in my hometown, which is kind of a fancy place called Anthony's at the Delta. I was working under a chef by the name of Jerry Cross, who's a really great guy. He's still around. One of my mentors, you know, like one of those first guys that teaches you how to sweep, how to mop, you know, how to organize, you know, all that good stuff. Then is I love you, but you got to go in and see what the whole career is all about. And that's when I uh, put myself through school, believe it or not. Ah. Santa Fe at the time, was a real hotbed for Southwestern cuisine. So we had a lot of great chefs that were in that area. Mark Miller, Ming Tsai was actually there. We had- Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Santa Cafe. And uh, so he was there while I was working at the Coyote Cafe. And um, there was a really interesting vibe that was going on. You saw a lot of articles in Food and Wine. Right, so you guys were like on the culinary scene, even though Santa Fe is like a pretty small little town, right? You know, it's a small town, but it's it's a culinary town. So it's all culinary driven, and it's a, it's a real unique place to learn the craft and the foundation of, of becoming a chef. Well, you've got to have that mentorship. You've got to have that, you know someone to lead you and guide you. And it's so funny, like what you probably thought the industry was like when your mom was like, yeah, you should go for it. You should be a chef. What you thought it was like wound up being nothing what it's actually like. I mean, the the whole, you know, kitchen confidential, like there's a whole underground sort of like lifestyle of being a chef. Um, but luckily, you know, you've kept your nose clean. Yep. You're doing fantastic now. You're out in the community You've, mur- you've moved back to Albuquerque, yeah. right? So you're now in like the thick of it up there and you're out in the community talking to chefs and restaurateurs every single day. Uh, one of the things that we're still talking about is labor. Yeah. Labor has been, I mean, it wasn't just COVID. It wasn't just 2008. Like every single year we're talking about labor. And now more and more and more, we're talking about this concept of speed scratch. Mm-hmm. We mentioned at the beginning of the episode and, you know, speed scratch is almost like when you start talking to chefs about hacks, they're like, oh, man, we don't do hacks. And, you know, I see a lot of chefs in, in our markets that, you know, it's like this badge of honor to make everything from scratch. But then if you have a big menu, then you have a big prep list. And where are you going to get all these people and all this money? 
Tell me what, what Speed Scratch means to you and why folks should be looking at Speed Scratch as a strategy. I never knew anything about Speed Scratch coming from my all the different restaurants that I've worked at. Everything, like you said, was basically, you know, we had to prep up our own station. So every fava bean had to have been picked by hand. All the corn had to have been shucked by hand. You, you basically made it from scratch. So to me, what Speed Scratch is, is, you, you know, utilizing, uh, I guess, ready, set, serve products and adding them with your own kind of like personal touches to your menu. Right. So ready, set, serve, like processed vegetables, yeah. things that are chopped and cut. Where, right. you know, when, when you pay, when you were paying chefs, minimum wage prep chefs, right? Like five fifteen an hour. I don't know. I'm probably dating myself back to $5 an hour way back in the early nineties. Uh, but now you can't really find a prep chef for 15 or $20 an hour. The difference is massive. Yeah. So taking advantage of some things that your customer's not going to notice the freshness is there. Go ahead and take advantage of those things. Ready, set, serve is a great mark on product that, that we'd love to show anybody that wants to take a look. You know, now that I'm in this position and I'm able to taste these products on a daily uh, basis, and, and these are great products. Well, it seems a little funny, right? When you're thinking about, okay, cut lettuce, I could probably deal with that. But there's already like diced tomato, preset pico, diced or sliced onions, where you know as soon as you cut an onion – it's losing its flavor. It's losing its vibe. But some of this stuff, because it's being so widely adapted, is coming in so fresh. Like the actual cycle of it being cut and processed and sold has just gotten so short. Where even just a few years ago, we're like, nah, dude, we're not looking at any, any cut onion or any cut tomato. But now this stuff is coming in so fresh and you try and aggregate all the time for cutting, dicing tomato and onion and you, you add up all that time. And it really is a significant savings when your customer is not going to notice the difference on something like that. What are some of the examples of things that you're doing? Little shortcuts or things that you can substitute a process for a product. So, like, for example, if I was going to do like a mac and cheese and, you know, you have we already have kind of mac and cheese in our portfolio. And then, you know, maybe you put some uh, pre-cooked bacon on top or some some beautiful burnt ends. And then you got yourself a really nice, simple appetizer that's delicious and very little, you know, prep involved. Right. That's really cool. And if you think about it, you know, think about mac and cheese. You've got to cook the pasta. Mm -hmm. You've got to cook down a roux. You've got to make the sauce. You've got to make the breadcrumbs. Like if you had to make all those things, if you look at the cost savings – on some of these products, it, it's it's incredible the difference that you can make in in your restaurant and its profitability. And also, you're not bringing so much product in. True inventory savings. And you know, I was talking to uh, our consultant and chef Mary McVoy from California earlier. Uh, you were on that call, Rodney, and uh, we were talking about just the space savings. So not only is it a consideration of spending the money to buy all the different ingredients. But she's a, our consultant in California where rents are just getting really out of control. So some of these places don't have as much refrigeration space. So bringing in less products means less, less space you need for refrigeration. You can have a smaller operation and then therefore pay less rent. And do we also – you also have to think about the fact that you are – you're freeing up your talented cooks, your line cooks – so that they're able to concentrate on menu development 
on your concept of, of maybe changing your menu seasonal. So you're giving them the opportunity with these products to be like, oh, now I have time to do this, this particular job. Or now we're going to focus on our spring menu or our, our winter menu. Right. So they can put their artistic talents to yep. work mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting around chopping lettuce all day. You know, I think science is where this food science that we have today is quite amazing. If you would have asked me 10 years ago about some of these products, I would have said, no, you know, no, thank you. But a good example is the uh, avocado pulp. I never liked avocado pulp four or five years ago, and I don't think I would have ever used it to substitute in my fresh guacamole at the restaurant that I worked at. But nowadays, oh, my God, you better darn believe I'm going to add that to, you know, to stretch my guacamole so that it saves me a little bit of labor, it saves me some money as well. Pico de gallo, another great example. Um, uh, fresh sliced tomatoes. These last, they last for four or five days in the refrigerator. You know, they're packed so amazingly consistent and they're just so fresh. Well, so what you're talking about, and I think that is where a lot of our chefs and operators listening, is you're talking about there, there's, been a, there's been an evolution of these products. And there was a point in time where you started to trust these things. So tell us about how you learn to trust some of these products, because that's really what it boils down to. Well, you know, I have to go back to our chef uh, Marcon trip last year. He had several different varieties of pulp and he just brought on this amazing product that is kind of a chunky pulp. Because I don't, I'm not a real smooth kind of. I don't like the smooth pulp. I, but this particular chunky pulp, oh, it was fantastic. And I'm like, what a what a labor saving and what a money saver that is. There's a great resource, um, actually, Markon, which is uh, Shamrock's company. It's our produce co-op. Uh, has a fantastic, actually, phone app that you can download that has all of the products and all of the specs and all of the pack sizes so that you can browse through these things. And there's fantastic pictures and applications and, and different ways that you can imagine um, just swapping out a handful of items. And if there were ever any questions, you know, you can reach out to your produce specialist from each branch to bring out some of these products and see where they could work for you. And I think it's, it's really about the prep list. And it's really about thinking about what we spend our money on in the back of the house with prep and how can we just move that needle just a little bit so that we're spending more time on making a difference to the customer and less time on just chopping things and doing busy work. So we're talking convenience, right? We're talking convenience. We're talking quickness. So that really streamlines your food prep, right? Having those items, uh, on your menu. And we also have to think about the versatility of these products, right? You know, cross utilizing, uh, cross utilizing these items across your menu. So I have a Pico on one dish. Well, I'm going to add that Pico to the guacamole, or I'm going to add my cabbage slaw. And then I have, you know, ready, set, serve, uh, vegetable malady. So you have to be able to cross utilize those through your menu whether it's your appetizers, your soups, your flatbreads, your entrees. Right. So we spent a lot of time talking specifically about produce. There's a number of other items that we carry um, or that are available 
um, that you can use. For example, I know you're a huge fan of the onion jam, the Davina onion jam. What are some of the other products that you would use to maybe cut a corner or just save yourself, you know, a little bit of time? Definitely those white toke fava beans. Those are amazing. They make a oh, right. summer corn succotash. Pasta that's already kind of made from, you know, we have a pasta maker, you know, that that has fresh proper deli. Uh, we've got great canned sauces that are just, all you do is open the can. You don't have to add anything to it. So, oh, you know, there's that red chili. There's kind of a red chili crisp. You can add that to a vinaigrette. You can add that to fresh melon. Uh, so that's a really nice product that just came out as well. That's actually by Roland. Um, it's a chili oil. It's a chili crisp oil, and it's got an incredible flavor. And actually, if you think about the process of making chili oil, it involves buying 10 or 15 different spices yeah. and a process of like heating up oil and doing all this stuff. Then you can have it delivered in one skew, and it yeah. comes in two five-pound bags. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I think it's really on trend right now. And you said adding chili oil to melon, and I had never thought of that before. But that's that's a brilliant idea. Oh, it's I mean, it's 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 a great contrast. Okay, chef. So we covered some produce items and artisanal provision items. I feel like we're leaving out a big time and money saver in some of the pre-done center of the plate opportunities that we have. Specifically, I think there's like a shredded beef application you were telling me about that's like a Vidia egg roll. Can you take me through what what some of those products might look like? The pre-done um, center of the plate options. So, you know, we, I did this, uh, wonderful media egg roll, uh, for a, uh, for a restaurant here just recently. And what I did was I just got some of this Prairie Creek, uh, Chuck shoulder and that's already kind of marinating. And I just basically made my own chili sauce, you know, puree some chili, some garlic, add a little bit of chicken stock. And I kind of cooked that down and then I just shredded it up. And then that was kind of my my base for my egg rolls or your farce, as they call it in, in, in France. And then I just added a little bit of uh, onions and maybe some chili to it, rolled them up, and they were delicious. Customer loved them. The Shamrock Foods Expo is back and headed to a city near you. Join industry experts, premier chefs, and restaurant owners to explore the latest and greatest trends. Sample hundreds of new items presented with new applications and menu ideas. Culinary meets extraordinary at the innovative and always inspiring Shamrock Foods Expo. Discover fresh ideas, savings, and solutions you won't find anywhere else. Head to shamrockexpo.com to learn more and register today. You know, you're, you're mentioning these, these, these showcases or these workshops. Um, that's one of the one of the functions of the Shamrock Test Kitchen um, is to do a culinary solutions workshop. How many of those do you do, and what's that process like? Well, we do quite a few. I think we do about twenty five, but this year it looks like we're probably going to hit thirty because <laughs> you know. Oh wow! It's in demand, so there's a lot of operators out there that are are very curious about the ready set serve. They're they're a little timid these days because of the labor shortage. You know, they're coming in here and they're trying to get, you know, they're getting our advice as far as how, how we can help them. And, you know, every restaurant out there is different. Right. Whatever it might be, 
you know, it's, it's a fun process. And then to get those customers in here and to sit down and we usually normally put together about three or four different dishes. It gets them in the building and it gets them out of that comfort zone to say, Hey, wait a second. Maybe I really do need to bring in some of those sliced tomatoes. Maybe I really do need to, instead of making 50 gallons of tomato sauce every week, maybe I need to buy just that wonderful can of, of tomato sauce that they, you know, they stock here. Right. And maybe just throw a little extra in it. Um, but it's a process. It's a process. And I love what you said that not every restaurant is the same. And I think that our listeners should take note is that Rodney, Chef Rodney, and his counterpart, who is the branch consultant in New Mexico, Ryan Elmore, it is it is a, a very strict process for the way that they would make recommendations. And so they're going to go out and visit the customer. We'll take a look at some reporting from the POS system and see what those customers are choosing. We'll take a look at the kitchen and what the staff can handle and take a look at what the equipment is. So that way, Ryan and Rodney can get a real full picture of what ideas they could really bring to fruit for this customer to solve a profit problem. And I got to tell you, if you don't follow at Chef Estrada on Instagram, (laughs) you are missing the boat because this guy's food is absolutely slamming. There's like a, a caramelized banana waffle that you just put. And I was like, I'm so hungry right now. Uh, doing this episode because we're looking at that. So if you're not following Chef Estrada and you're not following at Shamrock Foods on Instagram, you're missing the boat. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. But it's also a reflection on our company. You know, we're out there. We are, we, you know, we work for Shamrock Foods and, and we want to present our, these customers and operators with the best product that we can possibly, you know, show them. Our portfolio here is so amazing it's like I'm in chef heaven, you know, it's like I can, I can go downstairs and pick the freshest fruit and the freshest vegetables. It's just amazing. Shamrock foods expo 2023 is upon us. Our very first show is going to be on August 23rd in San Diego, California. Uh, And then we're, doing a whirlwind tour of the Western United States. (laughs) Uh, I know I personally will be at each show. What are some of the things you're looking forward to showing off at the expo? Where, where, if you have a customer, where are you taking them at expo? Well, I'm probably going to take them to the, the Bella Bello because that's been a hot bed these days here in New Mexico. So that Italian line, these guys are doing amazing. I mean, Mark Patel here just does an amazing job bringing in, all these fantastic products along with uh, Eddie Greco and, and his team. And I just love all these new products that are coming in. So I'm always excited about Bella Bella. I'm also excited to see uh, what Marcon has to offer as well. So it, it's, it's always a fun time. Well, it's a party. And this year at Expo, you're going to see that we have exactly what our customers want because we know they're looking for inspiration. We have our culinary theater, mm-hmm. And then we have our chef competition, which is always fun. A lot of uh, heated competition and emotion and one lucky winner. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I've been hitting the streets here in Albuquerque and the words on the street, there's a lot of chefs here in town that are really, really looking forward to that chef competition. And they're always excited to see who our celebrity chef is. You know, they're really looking forward to it. And same here. Awesome. Well, we're all looking forward to the expo and... 
Thanks again, everyone, for joining us Shamrock Foods Kitchen Conversations. And a special thank you to my brother, Chef Rodney Estrada from Shamrock, New Mexico team for joining us today. You take care. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you all next time.